When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this feeling week... bad again? No, I just wanted to do it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just feeling this way. Today. Sorry, Spencer, what are we doing this week? This week, <laughs> we're going to be covering the final three episodes. Oh, the final three? We did it. No more 1987. We did it, guys. I mean, no, it's over. Not... It's over. We're not even halfway through the season. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. So those are episodes 45, 46, and 47 of season three. I can't believe we watched 47 episodes of this season and it's not even halfway through the series yet. It's just an impossible mountain yeah. of a series. Holy cow. But it was kind of cool, like, because these were probably like the first, like the first ones I think of the season that really felt like they were on maybe on the same level as like the miniseries. Yeah. yeah. Like they definitely were better written, much better written than the majority of the episodes. You can tell that it's like, we're writing these three part ones specifically to sell for a movie, you know, as a VHS to people in stores and it's a season finale. So you actually have to care, you know, <laughs> this is the big trilogy. So it's the big ripoff, the big break in and the big blowout. I do like that. It's called the big trilogy. Like, it's not the official name for it. It's what uh, the fan communities called it. But yeah, like <laughs> it's the big trilogy. Right. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, that's just what I started calling. I didn't even know there was like a fandom thing behind it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's on the Turtle Wiki. It's it's yeah. actually got its own page on the Turtle Wiki. Wow. The big trilogy. I had the big no trilogy. Idea. I mean, yeah, the big trilogy, like the page just, just says what these three episodes are <laughs> yeah, not, yeah it's not like there's like behind the scenes or anything. no no it's but, uh, two sentences yeah, the, the, the big trilogy is a popular title <laughs> given to the three final season three episodes of it of 87 so good to good to know that i don't have any original thoughts all right <laughs> <laughs> 2022 original thoughts don't exist anymore right Man, here I criticize, you know, 87 for never being original, and I can't come with an original thought. <laughs> you can criticize 87, just not just not for that. Right. So uh, who's kicking us off tonight? Oh, it's actually me. This <laughs> is Spencer. Tell us the story. Will do. Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. All right, so I got episode 45, which is The Big Ripoff. It was written by Michael Reeves. A Michael Reeves joint. Mm-hmm. We haven't had one of those in a while. It's, it's probably because he was spending all of his time writing these three episodes. <laughs> you know, 
which is insane because he only wrote the first part yeah exactly (laughs) where has he been if he only wrote one episode well you know i was trying to come up with some reason why (laughs) don't make excuses for our friend michael michael reeves I, I didn't know they were gonna, you know, pull a, a Star Wars sequel trilogy and have someone over each move, you know, episode of this trilogy. Ooh, but I well, guess it shows. It's weird though, because I think didn't David Wise do the other two? He did. Like, I thought it, I thought there would be a different writer for each one, but the first one's Michael Reeves, and the other two are David. And then Wise. David Wise did the the next two. Yeah, kind of kind of strange, but anyway, sorry for interrupting you there, Spence. No, you're good. So this episode came out November twenty fourth of 1989 so we open with be up and rocksteady trying to steal another power source for the technodrome uh which is almost completely out of power now the turtles spring out and fight and defeat them but be up and rocksteady still manage to escape the technodrome finally runs out of power and uh donnie is already theorizing that this is probably the case because be up and rocksteady weren't even using their laser rifles so obviously they must be low on power and becoming more desperate and he's right because uh um because they believe he's gonna be the uh, because they believe that uh, shredder and crane are becoming more desperate they predict that shredder will hit fort charles where april is reporting uh where april is reporting man i really should have put commas in this thing because they believe that it- <laughs> so because donnie believes that shredder and crane will be more desperate they predict that Shredder will hit Fort Charles, where April is currently reporting, because it will have what Shredder is looking for. The whole fort is guarded with high-tech doors and robots that are all controlled by an advanced computer. Shredder hacks in and reprograms the computer to clear everyone out of the building and to steal to help him steal the crystal. However, the real plan is to keep the turtles distracted while Bebop and Rocksteady steal something else to power the Technodrome. So... While he's doing that, the turtles now see the chaos on the news. April is thrown into a vault by some robots and trapped there. So the turtles have to hurry off to save the day before she runs out of oxygen. Uh, the turtles end up being able to get into the fort through a grate. And Shredder, now seeing that they're there, puts his plan into action. Bebop and Rocksteady uh, go off to a missile plant to steal power packs while the turtles are busy fighting and running from robots. April is running out of air in the vault, and so the turtles are running out of time. Luckily, with their fast thinking, they're able to beat the robot guards by using mirrors to reflect lasers back at them. They know that there will be robot, uh, more robots, and so they need to go and shut off the security system so they can get rid of that problem. They use the robot parts left over from the ones they defeated to disguise themselves to get in close enough to shut it down. They're almost there when they're found out. Leo and Raph and Mikey fight the robots to buy Don enough time to shut it off. And just in the nick of time, he does. They rush to the vault where April is. They rush to the vault after that, where April is trapped, and rescue her. Uh, to buy Bebop and Rock City more time now, since the turtles got it done faster than Shredder and Krang wanted. Shredder heads up above ground, and the turtles play monkey in the middle with the crystal uh, that they think Shredder is after. As they do, it destabilizes more and more. Shredder gets in his module and takes off, but the Shredders throw it into the module's rocket booster and sends Shredder blasting to the Technodrome. Uh, after getting back to the lair, the Turtles learn that Bebop and Rocksteady's heist was successful. And they learned that it happened in the first place because uh, it's now in the news. And then they say, oh, no. And then cut to Michelangelo eating his comic book because he said he'd eat his comic book if they ever got power to the Technodrome. The end. 
Riveting. Yeah. Next up, uh, The Big Break-In. This is season three, episode 46. Originally aired November 27th, 1989. Written by David Weiss. So it sounds like yours was the 24th, which means if you were a kid back in 1989, you had to wait the full weekend to see what happened at the end of this season, which is kind of a big ripoff. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I want. <laughs> I, got I just got it. I just got it. All right. So the turtles are enjoying a tea ceremony with Splinter when suddenly the entire layer trembles. It's an earthquake and Don's equipment is able to surmise that the earthquake was caused by the newly repowered Technodrome. The turtles head down through the sewers to the Earth's crust to investigate. Meanwhile, Krang uses the newly powered pan-dimensional portal to reach out to General Trag in Dimension X, who sends Krang a new weapon, the Minimizer. Now, the Minimizer is a remote-controlled aircraft with a shrink ray and a tracker beam. It heads topside ahead of the Technodrome and shrinks and kidnaps a military base. The turtles wind up coming across the rolling Technodrome underground, but get trapped in a small cave-in and are about to be crushed to smithereens. The turtles are able to escape and use Michelangelo's grappling hook to scale part of the Technodrome and sneak their way inside. They phone April to let her know what's going on. Inside the Technodrome, the turtles split into two groups to try and stop the war machine. Raph and Leo are looking for the engine room, while Don and Michelangelo are going for the power relay. Raph and Leo wander around for a bit, opening random doors containing errant eyeball missiles and foot soldiers, then get into a manufacturing room where they're attacked by some grabby claw arms controlled by Krang. Raph is strapped to a slowly moving death trap where the two turtles manage to get free, but they're suddenly surrounded by foot soldiers. Meanwhile, Don and Michelangelo take an elevator and are ambushed by Bebop and Rocksteady, who are qu quickly disposed of. Krang decides to take matters into his own hands and swaps out his literal hands for giant maces and captures Donatello and Michelangelo. Topside, April O'Neil is driving around trying to warn the military about the impending Technodrome when she comes across the Minimizer flying around, which Shredder is, is still operating this entire time. She follows it to a field where it dumps out some miniaturized military bases then starts firing on her news van. She speeds away but loses control of the van, flipping it over right as the Technodrome reaches the surface. She's trapped in the van and about to be crushed to smithereens. Donatello and Michelangelo are, are able to best Krang by crossing some of his wires. They use the Turtlecom to tell Leo and Raph they need to get out of the Technodrome to save April. They make their way outside and see April and the army base is about to be crushed, along with a minimizer flying in the sky. The turtles commandeer an eyeball missile and fly it to the minimizer, jumping onto the flying machine. As the Technodrome approaches April and the army bases, Donatello hacks the minimizer and uses it to shrink the Technodrome. Krang and Shredder turn it around and the mini Technodrome falls down the hole it came out of. Donatello gives April some modified parts from the, from the minimizer so she can take it to the army and have them debigulate the army bases. Excuse me, rebigulate the army bases. It's a very, very big difference. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The turtles think the day is saved, but Leo says he would feel a lot better if the Technodrome hadn't gotten away. Down in the Earth's crust, Krang flips the switch, which undoes the minimizer's effects, returning the Technodrome to full size. The end? It was not the end. Picking up where that left off is the big blowout. 
uh, November 28th, 1989. David Wise writing this one. Uh, picking up where that episode left off, the Turtles and April are driving back to New York, confident that Shredder and Krang are gone for good, even though Leo wasn't confident that they were gone for good, until the Technodrome rises from the ground in front of them. Shredder fires missiles at the Turtles, blasting a nearby hillside open and burying them in rubble before departing. The Technodrome rolls through power lines, highways, and anything else in its path. The turtles are unsure of how they can possibly stop the Technodrome, but Splinter is confident that Shredder will be his own undoing this time. The, tur the Technodrome heads west towards Mount Rushmore, which the turtles think is going to be attacked, but it's actually the Rushmore power antenna that the Technodrome is after. Stealing the antenna uh, will allow Shredder and Krang to draw power from anywhere on Earth. As they carve the antenna out of the ground and install it on the Technodrome, Donatello takes a massive power cable and prepares to shock the war machine, only for the current to be shut off. All electrical energy is being drawn to the Technodrome. The Turtles and Splinter are instead forced to infiltrate the Technodrome by climbing up the side of it. Krang manages to get rid of the Turtles by aiming at an eyeball missile at, I at Mount Rushmore, forcing them to climb onto the missile to redirect it. They manage to jump off and before it crashes into a mountainside. April returns to Channel 6 and takes over Vernon's broadcast just before the power goes off. Meanwhile, the Turtles belatedly remember that they left Splinter on the Technodrome, which has just reached the city and is crushing buildings in its path to the World Trade Building. Splinter is inside seeking a way to shut down the power antenna and Krang uses all the accumulated energy to open a massive portal in the sky large enough for the entire Earth to be sucked into Dimension X. The military attacks the Technodrome without success. Leonardo and Michelangelo are sent to infiltrate the Technodrome while Raph and Donnie head off to get some army surplus vehicles. They need to borrow a missile launcher, which Donatello drives into the sewer. Leo and Michelangelo grapple with Rocksteady and Bebop, while Splinter and Shredder finally confront one another and fall through levels and levels of the Technodrome. The turtles arrive just in time to save Splinter from a fatal fall, blasting Shredder away with a spray of water, and then they escape the Technodrome. General Trag informs Krang that an entire armada is prepared to attack Earth when it passes through the portal. Shredder aims the Technodrome's weapons at the fleeing Splinter, Leonardo, and Michelangelo, enraged at being humiliated by them. Donatello tells them to lure the Technodrome to a specific location, and Raph fires a massive missile that propels the Technodrome into the sky and off of Earth. It passes through the portal to Dimension X and is attacked by Trag's forces, thinking that it's some earthly invader, before it crashes into a, a floating base. Krang rages about being trapped in Dimension X again before trying to throttle Shredder for his ego. The Turtles are hailed as heroes by the crowds on Earth before heading into a pizzeria for their reward. And thus ends season three. Finally. We did it. I'm, guys, I'm like legitimately proud of it. I know I said this last time. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like legitimately proud of us for getting through season three. Like I, I've never had the gumption and wherewithal on my own to do it. I'm just I, I'm I'm happy I'm, I'm warm inside you know yeah. yeah you know it's it's one of those things where you, it's you know how what what's the best way to eat an elephant one bite at a time you know that's all we've done we've just we've eaten this elephant one bite at a time now onto the next elephant but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had I've never saying. heard that expression before but yeah, okay yeah. 
Nope. Oh. People are like, what's the best way to eat an elephant? Like one bite at a time, you know, like you, you just have to have. You I have don't know many people that eat elephants. I mean, no one eats elephants, but it's, you know, it's figurative. Then why is there a it's saying? Huge. Well, because, you know, it's like how you eat something or do something that's like massive. You, you take a little one little tiny piece of it at a time. <laughs> uh, you know what that needs? A second time around. Do you think elephant tastes like chicken or beef? Hey, nice junk. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> my note for the, the first episode here is that, like, to me, this trilogy is, like, quintessential 87 series. Like, it is one-liner mm. after one-liner, you know, crazy, off-the-wall, wacky stuff happening. Uh, I mean, it is better writing the general, you know, than, than the general season three. And I feel like these are the turtles that you definitely see in Turtles Forever. Like constantly cracking jokes, constantly giving off one-liners, breaking the fourth wall. Like it's all throughout these episodes. That's all they're doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like these, when people say like the, the 87 turtles weren't, you know, weren't bad or, you know, at their job or, or whatever, um, they weren't as silly as Turtles Forever made them seem. Yes, they were. Yeah. Watch these, watch this trilogy. Yeah. They literally forgot Splinter was on the Technodrome. <laughs> Keep in mind, that's like a 25-hour drive from Mount Rushmore to that, New York, oh, that, and they never yeah. realized. <laughs> well, they hadn't they hadn't left yet when they when they remember. Oh, okay, that's true. Uh, right. They had they Fair hadn't enough. they hadn't left. They were still on the base, but the Technodrome had already left. Yeah, yeah. They were like well, they, yeah, and- they 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 diverted the missile uh, from Mount Rushmore. And then, like, hopped in the car, like, okay, job well done, guys. But, like, the Technodrome is still out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, even, like, they don't fight with their weapons hardly at all. It's, like, like there's I, literally a yeah, part where they, like, they chop off a water hose and, like, spray Shredder with it. Yeah, like, there was that. And then um, and then Mikey had the uh, grapple, um, the turtle line. But I don't remember, like, Raph ever pulling out his size. Like, I remember Donnie pulling out his bow at one point and then, Ra- and then Leo cutting the water pipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't, like, they don't get in a sword fight or anything, you know? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of swords, though, Rocksteady does use his sword again in the he big ripoff. He did. This one's not and wood. It, so. And it wasn't wood. It wasn't wood, yeah. It was colored wrong. It was colored like a metal sword, but it still made a metal noise, so. Well, it did smack a metal thing. Right, I don't know. I thought the blade looked metal to me, and from the coloring eyes. No, the blade, the blade looked metal. It was like oh. it was like the silvery white or whatever. Yeah, I'm saying even if it was colored wrong, okay, it made it, it still made like a metally noise when it hit the yeah. other metal thing. All right, myth busted. Viva. Either way, Rock City sword is not wooden. <laughs> we have we have confirmation. I, I've always heard and thought that Rock City never used that sword, but this is the second time he's done it. So. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Turtlepedia says that this is the final appearance of the transport modules uh, until season five episode, Enter Mutagen Man. Oh, wow. So all of season four, there are no tur- uh, transport modules. I mean, they are. Which makes the- sense, which makes sense because they're in Dimension X. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a note here that they're after trilithium in this episode. And if you watch Star Trek, dilithium is the crystal they're looking for. So there you go. All right. Something that I noticed in in these episodes also is that the Technodrome eye like doesn't look organic anymore. 
like before it kind of looks like a pupil like it's got a pupil and everything it, it, it was definitely like a robotic eye this yeah, like yeah. it's got like metal like multiple layers to it now instead of like looking like an organic eye the the technodrome in general was kind of weird like the scale of it was all over the place like uh-huh and like the technodrome doesn't change size like it does stand up which was which was kind of cool and kind of like weird mm-hmm. um but like it doesn't like the technodrome doesn't really it, it, like it doesn't have a consistent size in these three episodes so it's like it's constantly getting bigger or smaller but like it's not plot related it's just animation errors yeah mm-hmm. it's also like it's always like it's not on the same model from shot to shot like sometimes there's a fork in the front sometimes they're all like down the side of it yeah and then there's the um uh the part when when it's gonna roll over the turtles um and like you can see the underside of it and it's like the tank treads are like very specifically like positioned um on the animation model like it is so it looks like a tank but it's like the tank treads were so much smaller now it, it was really weird yeah uh, let's see. For the big break, in the only note I have is that Donatello and Michelangelo use a techno rover, but Leo and Mike find bikes, but I don't think those were a toy. They're just like technodrome bikes or something. Uh-huh. I, don't know, I, I couldn't find anything about them. So, <laughs> yeah. I didn't really have any notes for the big break, and there wasn't really anything there. In the uh, final one, the big blowout. I just was getting Star Wars vibes again from uh, Splinter wandering around the Technodrome. Trying, I, to I did think off. that, yeah, that 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 was definitely an Obi. Like, I don't want to say it was a callback to Shredder Splinter, but it, it's definitely like in that same like Obi Wan, like you said, like wandering the Death Star kind of thing. Yeah, when they have that like they have that platform from Empire that like Luke yeah. loses his hand on, you know? Yeah. yeah. See, the thing it reminded me of is is what like. Obi-Wan circles around when he's turning off all of the the, the shield generator, yeah. Yeah. The the thing yeah. him better end up fighting on. But either way, it, it does just seem Star Warsy again. Totally. Um, so when they get shot into Dimension X, Shredder says it could be worse, we could be in Dimension Z, which sounds like a really bad joke, but that's where Mr. Og was from. I was gonna say, like, so does he know? Did he know about Dimension Z? I can't remember the mystery. Yeah, I've yeah, blocked that yeah, episode yeah. out of my mind now. Because it's awful. And if you were in Dimension Z, I assume that would be horrible. So I completely agree with the Shredder in this case. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Mr. Og is officially like my least favorite Ninja Turtle villain. Like 100%. By a wide mark. I, that might be my least favorite episode of the whole season. And there have been some doozies, but that one was truly, truly awful. So. Yeah. <laughs> any, other, uh, any other notes? Yeah, uh, so I have another podcast. It's called Tune In. You what? I know, yeah. We've been on hiatus since the pandemic started. Tune In, uh, T-O-O-N space I-N. And you can find us at Tune In Pod, okay? Uh, so me and my buddy Andy, There's he's like my best friend, there's, but there's a 10-year age gap between us, so we take turns subjecting one another from car- to cartoons from our childhood because we grew up with such different cartoons, right? So like, he'll show me Thundercats, I'll show him Pokemon. We have a good time, laugh, yada, yada, yada. So we were guest stars on an episode of another Ninja Turtle podcast called Turtle Power Pod. And we, myself and Andy, my co-host, talked with Bassam and Cranny, the host of Turtle Power Pod, about this episode. 
It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend you go check it out. A little shameless self-promotion there for you. Oh, yeah. Do it, man. (laughs) Promote that podcast. I'll allow it. (laughs) Hey, look, Mike, if you got other podcasts you want to promote on here, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I'll save that for the end. All right, then. We're all done with our notes in here. Let's talk about some anchovies. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call it low. Uh, bow, 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 bow. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I got it wrong again. Uh, one day I'll get it. One day I'll get it right. Yeah, if you just do it at, at the beginning of every section, eventually it'll be right. <laughs> I just won't do it at, at that section. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, so, boy. The big ripoff. Uh, first off, like the Technodrome looks really, really weird in this episode. I think, Spencer, you alluded to this, but like, it's not quite round anymore. It's like, and like the eyeball is like embedded in it. It's not like on top of it anymore. And they just like crappily like slide it around the screen whenever it's about to move. But <laughs> my, <laughs> my, 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 my issue was, is like the Technodrome, like I said, it, it's not consistent with like anything. And then it's like, the it, it does that weird thing like when they i'm jumping to big blowout when they when they steal the power antenna um it just comes out of like the chest of the technodrome yeah <laughs> like how like it gets what about like all the decks in the middle of the technodrome it just comes up it, it gets sucked up through the bottom and it just comes out the front <laughs> it's a crazy machine it's yeah <laughs> The other thing is, is like the power goes fully out in the Technodrome. They're using candles and they're just like, the power's out. And then all of a sudden they're like watching TV again. This is before they have anyone paddle, paddle, you know, pedaling the bikes. They suddenly just see April on the news to see that the Ford is there. And like the, t- the TV is back up, like their big screen is back up and powered without them doing anything after they've already stated that the power is completely out in the Technodrome. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually they end up like getting people on bikes because they still need to use the technodrome's power to observe anything across the whole world to uh know uh, what's going on so that they can have shredder be informed and go places and do things but do you have any idea how hard it is to get cable at the center of the earth i'm, I'm sure it's incredible. comcast doesn't go down there yeah <laughs> comcast doesn't go a lot of places true yeah um i i I thought it was like it was it was really funny and weird when like the turtles um i think this is the big ripoff um when the turtles are like they stop they stop bebop and rocksteady and then like april like goes off to the next thing and they're like i wonder where the shredder's gonna hit next and it's like instead of going with april they just go back to this to the sewer and watch tv yes Yeah, Donatello's like, I'm pretty sure he's gonna hit this fort, and then they go back and it's and then they go and then they go home and they're watching April. Yeah, and they're like, Oh, theory confirmed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang, we were right. We should have gone there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing is like well, this is like a tiny, like just animation error thing. I don't know if you guys noticed, but when they climb out of the grate uh into that into the fort, when they're first standing there, Michelangelo has no legs, like they're just gone. <laughs> and then, I, I missed that. And they I mean, it's because someone else is talking, and so you're kind of looking at them. It was only on my like summarizing, like rewatch, mm-hmm. that I noticed it. I didn't notice it the first time. No, hmm. I, I missed it. But 
my other uh, oh go keith no please okay my other final thing for this episode is they hear on the news that their arch nemesis's super weapon has now received power and their reaction is now like oh let's watch michelangelo eat his comic book here's some ketchup for it and yeah like a bite out of it and they all just sit around laughing <laughs> like oh, ha, 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 ha. like it the way it ended it really did feel like just it it, it it felt so disconnected yeah it completely yeah. undercuts the suspense that's supposed to build like that is like massive like the whole the last 45 at 44 episodes have been spent pretty much almost with almost every single one being shredder and crane trying to get power for the technodrome and the turtles stopping them because the turtles know that if they get power to the technodrome they're in trouble and then yeah. they do it and the turtles are just like oh well <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like, totally undercut the cliffhanger right? it, it, it got to the point because like i was um i was i was taking taking notes and reading notes um at the same time and so when the episode like changed to uh the big um the big break-in um i was like oh like i i it it, it it didn't build like there was no payoff so like it felt like i was watching the same episode like i didn't realize things had changed right my big thing with the big ripoff is this is another michael reeves episode where the turtles suddenly suddenly start playing sports with an unstable crystal yeah this happened before and <laughs> turtles of the earth's core they get the crystal and they randomly start playing football with it here they get the crystal and they start playing baseball i had a nickel it. for every time that that happened i'd have two yeah. nickels which isn't a lot but it was really weird that it happened twice it really is though isn't it <laughs> that was a dr doofenshmirtz reference yes. for yes. all yes. listeners. yeah for all those viewers too old to have seen phineas and ferb uh i'm gonna be 37 this year and i love phineas and Ferb. i mean i love it too man i i mean that was that was my jam as a kid that's what i grew up watching i've seen a scant few episodes the one i saw had like marvel superheroes in it though oh wow i actually remember venom venom was in it he stepped in a trap the cage went around his foot and Mm. just like glooped glooped right out of it It was pretty cool (laughs) you'll have to you'll have to watch the star wars one. that one's pretty funny that one is pretty good if you like okay, my, I know like my niece and and sister and family like that show, but uh, I just never was around enough to watch it or whatever. So I get you, you're good. All right, the big break in. My I, right off the bat, I have an answer with this. They they're at this tea ceremony. They make this big deal about the tea and how you're supposed to appreciate the tea and it teaches patience and all this other crap. Nothing comes of it through the rest of yeah. the episode. It's never it's, brought up again. It's... It's like the worst kind of Chekhov's gun. Like they spent so much time on that, and it's got like it got like three jokes, and then like nothing. And they do this. They do this all the time in this show. Like they'll start doing something, and they'll be like, "Oh, Michelangelo, you have to learn to be more level-headed," and then just nothing from it. Like they, they do this all the time because they do it again in um in the big blowout where mm-hmm. like Splinter like casually drops that Shredder is going to be his own undoing. But it's like it's not in the same way that like this is an actual scene together. Yeah. Like Splinter just kind of offhandedly mentions that Shredder's going to screw himself over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean my my big anchovy for the big uh, the big middle one breaking the, the big, big middle one the big middle one. Uh, I used to dance under that name. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Oh man. Uh, there are derailed the podcast. <laughs> but um, it's it didn't even need to exist. Like you're, you're selling these, you're marketing these episodes as like an ending trilogy to the series. But like literally from start to finish, we end up exactly where we started pretty much. Like they shrink the Technodrome and it's like, oh, they defeated him. And then immediately Craig is just like, if I push this button, we grow back huge again. Yeah. You know? Like they totally, the last Jedi did as in like, you know, the rise of Skywalker just totally like pretty much ignored the last Jedi and it could have, it didn't really affect the trilogy at all at the end of the day. Like it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which isn't oh, yeah. I'm not getting into whether that was a good movie or not. All I'm saying is that's what the well, it was. So <laughs> I didn't like the part where Krang, like we've seen his arms like change before. I was gonna say I don't remember that in the Last Jedi. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, but what? yeah, I don't no, know what Krang would be. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, you were saying about Krang. Yeah, right? so Krang, Krang's like, I'm gonna take matters into my own hands. He walks over and to he gets rid of wall. his hands. <laughs> he, yeah, he like awkwardly takes his arms off and puts on other arms. But like we've seen his arms change into other things before. And then later in this episode, those mace arms turn into like pistons and then back into regular arms. So like, what was that scene all about? <laughs> Perturbed yeah. me. Well, he doesn't uh, wear he doesn't wear the changing arms very often. Why wouldn't why he has to he has to change? He has to put if I had those magic nanobot on. changing arms, those were the only <laughs> arms I would ever use in my entire life, right? No, no reason <laughs> to pull them off and put on other ones, right? He like, doesn't. He doesn't have the power to do that. Uh, I think we're reading too much in, into the semantics of his reasonings. But. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's another thing that that ticks me off about shredder and krang so really have, grinds your gears it really grinds I'm like it does man they have this technodrome right it's this massive war machine it's got tuning forks that shoot lasers eyeball themed missiles it's, it's the the doomsday device it's the death star of the of the dimension X. Been brought to here the only thing they want to do with it is just crush things but that's the most boring way to kill people like that there was a they went into a room, they opened the door, and there was a missile armed, launched, ready to go, shaped like an eyeball, right at the turtles. And all they want to do is just crush people with this thing. Come on. Come on. I mean, you are you are not wrong. Cause yeah, that's literally all they do with it. Even in like it, the video games, uh, in like the first Ninja Turtles game, it just rolls forward. Yeah. yeah. It does shoot a little bit, but it's like the big threat is rolling forward. Right, right. And this episode, like, they're so committed to rolling over people that both pre-commercial cliffhangers are them about to roll over someone. First, it's the turtles trapped in the rocks, then it's April trapped in her van. It, it, is, it is disappointing. And, and that is one thing that, like, um, that I did like in Turtles Forever is that, like, that shredder, like, the 2003 shredder, um, like makes the technodrome like a scary weapon right? yeah like he does that upgrade and it like flies and you know jumps dimensions and um it's that's that's cool and it's like right it really sucks that this crane can't do that or this shredder can't do that <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean that's all i really had as far as anchovies for this one did you guys have any more on your list you'd like to add April April in this trilogy 
it she felt weird and really and really and more annoying than usual uh like she had her moments where she's like i gotta get the story oh i'm here and it's like uh, oh what was that there was a line i think it was in this um i think it was in the big break-in um where she's like she's like oh like my own custom front seat to a story or something and then she like gets mad because she's not at the studio and like Vernon had to cover for her. Like she yeah, she's like, she's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um uh, and like is she is she an anchor or is she a beat reporter? Because like it never decides. We're like we're this far into the show and we don't know what exactly she does. Like she gets stories, but like she's a terrible reporter. Yeah, well, there was that one episode where she was like interviewing her aunt on a daytime television show. So, like, what what is exactly her role at Channel Six? Exactly, and it's like she just kind kind of constantly proves like proves Vernon right that she is not a good reporter, right? You know, because like either stories get away from her, or like you know her camera's broken, or it's like she starts filming and then like gets into the action, and it's like, okay, did you finish the story? <laughs> No, but she got those impossible shots. <laughs> yeah, she got all those impossible shots. And then, yeah. like, yeah. And then also, like, the big one is, you know, the turtles saved the world in front of everybody and are thanked at the end of that episode. At the at the end of uh of the big uh the big blowout. Yeah. So will they be accepted by society? And so will they be accepted by society? Like, what about the anti-turtle squad? You know, find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh, wrong show. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I guarantee you we're not gonna find out. <laughs> but yeah, it's like okay, it's like the turtles are accepted now, kind of, maybe. But it's like even if they're not accepted, like their whole point of like keeping themselves secret, like nah, like they didn't even hide like they had the people behind like the police rope and they're all cheering for the turtles. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But then like, okay, like, is this the new status quo going forward? We'll find oh, out I'm in sure that, forward that it is not. I, yeah. I'm sure they will not keep track of it. Just, just how they have been this entire time. Just yeah. whatever the plot calls for, either everyone knows about them or, or they're hiding in secret. Uh, another. So the thing that I noticed in, in the final one, the big blowout uh is that like in the previous episode they sat on a missile and they were able to like steer it and like drive it to get over to i can't remember what they hopped onto but they drove it to like the minimizer something else it was the minimizer yeah in this one they like are on the missile and they're just like maybe we can try and lean to like move it or something i don't know like <laughs> they're not really quite sure yeah, it's I mean, like it's like you just you just did this you just drove a missile in the last episode. Yeah. And it's like the same writer back-to-back episodes doing the same bit. And they yeah. and one, they're perfect at it. And the other one, they can't do it. Yeah. It's strange. Another super weird thing is Mount Rushmore, and by proxy, the Rushmore military base, um, isn't anywhere near New York. No. No, it is so, not. So, and the Technodrome... <laughs> The Technodrome drove there from New York. Like I Googled it a minute ago. It's a 25-hour drive. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more it's than not, a day. It's it's a 25-hour 25 25 hour drive, 
that is not it's not a secluded drive <laughs> you're not the only car on the highway kind of kind yeah. of drive this and is so, like the last season finale they drove to niagara falls and back like 42 times too like this is like what they do for the season finale is they just like go to a another prominent location and don't like, worry about how long it takes to get there <laughs> it's not it's not even the how long it takes to get there it's that the technodrome drove there above ground <laughs> so in, in <laughs> nobody season, stopped them yeah, that's a good hours. point actually it would have been more efficient for them to just come up at mount rushmore and steal the thing they were after exactly. in the first place right exactly oh my goodness <laughs> they just thought of that they just drove down the street <laughs> <laughs> So in season 10, are they going to end up in like the Hollywood sign? Like, is that where that one's going to go down? Yeah, go probably. Might Dimension X for the final time. Oh, man. I don't know. Gonna, yeah. But it's going to be, be trapped on an episode of Letterman for all eternity. Just the <laughs> visual of it, just dry, of the Technodrome like taking a freeway. Yeah. trying to and it's like the the and we established that like the the technodrome is like it, it it doesn't have a consistent size but we know it's big and it's like how many lanes of, we've seen how many lanes of like a, of a street it takes up yeah and so it's like it, it's kind of just all over the place yeah yeah because then suddenly it's like big enough to to bust down like the entire on and off ramp system in one go yeah which is like way wider than a single lane of a exactly city street yeah and then so so they get to mount rushmore they steal the satellite that lets them suck power from anywhere which is ridiculous and what it's doing in mount rushmore god only knows but leo's like what do they want with all that power it's like leo <laughs> it's been two it's been three full seasons of them trying to get this thing to run man yeah Come on. <laughs> it's like leo and okay, so they're um in in the uh god the, I, I get the names jumbled around. <laughs> I'm pulling a Spencer here and in, in the big end one. <laughs> Leo is the blue one, Michelangelo. No, 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 no. Just the, the names of the episodes in the in the big blowout. I think it's yeah, the big end episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a big middle episode, there's a big end episode. <laughs> anyway, uh they all go to Donnie for like the plan and it's like and Raph's like well you're the you're the brains and it's like okay like yes Donatello is like the the brains he's the smart one but it's like Leo's supposed to be the plan guy like Leo's the leader yeah right true. yeah like Leo's very ineffective in all of these episodes yeah it's pretty much Donatello that does like everything <laughs> Which like okay yeah because like, Donatello, know, like why the Donat technodrome is there though <laughs> like Donatello does the techno babble and it's like I get okay like I get that but it's like Leo like Leo doesn't do anything <laughs> in yeah. these three episodes granted neither, neither does Raph really you or know like Raph has his like Raph doesn't do anything beyond like the quips uh, but, like Leo is like really just kind of like. This is not his. This is not Blue Boy's time to shine. Uh. Also, it's very, very easy to infiltrate the Technodrome. Like, there's literally like a hatch, probably like every five feet to get into that thing. I guess because yeah. they're all yeah. maintenance hatches. Yeah. <laughs> they get inside. Yeah, they go into two time. separate hatches in two different locations in two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like we've we've seen them get in like. You know, in the first season, they they blew that hole in the side. Like they've walked up the gangway. There's a door sometimes that just opens on the side at the bottom of the technodrome. Like, there's so many entrances. 
yeah, like this is no Helm's Deep for sure. You know, it, <laughs> it is incredibly easy to get inside this. Is Lord of the Rings nerd over here. <laughs> Does anyone have like, you've seen those like, like posters of starships and there's like a cutaway section so you can see like all the decks and everything oh yeah like i love uh, those yeah is does one exist for the technodrome i'd love I don't to have it on my think wall so i don't think there's one for the technodrome that makes sense because it would be complete nonsense because they don't know like from scene to scene how big the thing is yeah so. <laughs> like the 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 technodrome like the i don't think it, it like i don't think it, it it doesn't have a definitive layout not like not like the decks on a starship or something like right i think it um yeah i think they're just kind of all over the place with it and you know it the layout fits the need of the story it's like the interior of the party wagon the interior of the party wagon changes too mm-hmm. yeah. you know sometimes the radars are there sometimes they're not sometimes there's a pizza oven sometimes like you know whatever um so it it, it even that's kind of all over the place yeah, sometimes the Titan Drone has a room where Zach the fifth turtle can just hole up and you know home yeah. alone the entire situation. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Another funny thing is like they're upset now about being in Dimension X when they've tried to get there as well in several episodes where they've been like been like, we need to get to Dimension X and always mentioning it. And now they're there <laughs> and they're like, oh no, we're in Dimension X. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. but you know, and I, I said it in, I said it at the end of my wrap up. Um, Krang actually doesn't complain that they're there again. That's true. I, I guess you know, about the Technodrome being destroyed, but they do say we're stuck in, in Dimension X. Says, but the Technodrome is destroyed as well, like on top of it. Yeah, but, it, it, but that's that was just weird because it's like you think you would think Krang like would be mad that they're in Dimension X again. Uh-huh. Like specifically because we had just spent a whole season, like all of season two, in Dimension X. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, huh. So it's is is season four just going to be like season two again, where they just like teleport Shredder back and don't give him any foot soldiers and let him just like, you know, mess I'm honestly, I'm honestly kind of excited to to find out because I remember so little. Of season four beyond uh i believe this is where my boy hokum hair shows up mm-hmm. that's not me typing to find out <laughs> i'm i'm in the dark honestly like here here i mean for for a while now i've been totally in the dark on what's gonna happen next <laughs> i mean i know that the turtles are gonna win and they're gonna stop the shredder from doing whatever he's doing until the end of the season and then the shredder will finally get his goal and become close to beating them and then they'll beat him and then, you know, go to the next season. But like, that's it. Like, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. The more of the show I watched, the more I realized that like, I really watched those VHSs over and over. Like there are, there are exactly. a couple things that have really stuck out. Like, uh, when we talked about sky turtles and the, the toe sticking out that triggered a memory. I remember the Mondo gecko episode. I remember there was an episode where the turtles were mutating further and they were trying to carry something but they couldn't hold it anymore because their hands got all blocky or whatever. But yeah. yeah, besides that, I'm realizing like I have a huge gap in knowledge of in this show. Yeah. So like my, my honestly, like the biggest thing that I would recommend if you were like trying to like watch essential 87 Ninja Turtles, I guess, quote unquote, like to know what happens in each season, watch the first few episodes Watch anything that mentions the Rat King or Leatherhead or the you know a fly in the title, 
then you'll know. Uh, then, you know, something will be going on besides the shredder and then watch the last three episodes of the season and you're good. Like you've got it. You don't need to watch all 47 episodes of this for sure. Yeah. Skip anything with Og in the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just skip that. <laughs> skip that one right on out. Hated that episode. But you know what I love? I love being a turtle. Oh, nice segue. Thank you. Oh, I love being a turtle. We're just stretching. <laughs> Suspend your disbelief for what a segue could potentially be. That was the best thing <laughs> you've ever done. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. So here in the uh, the big ripoff, nope, the big beginning episode. That is. <laughs> there you go. See. There you go. That's okay. how we're gonna refer. Uh, it. See, you the got, big beginning, you the big middle, there. and the big end. I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, ah, I swear it's the ripoff, man. <laughs> is it the ripoff? Because I thought the ripoff was the second one. The oh, break-in is the second one. Yeah, I was uh, the break-in is the second one. Okay. Well, the big ripoff. All right. Bebop and Rock City are stupid, but they're actually kind of competent in this episode. Like they lose to the turtles, but they like manage to like hit them a few times, like get a few licks in. We haven't really seen them actually be able to do that in a while. Yeah, like this definitely is not their them at their worst. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like they, they actually they get like I said, they get a few licks in, you know, like they they land on top of one of the turtles intentionally after being trapped and, and they do manage to escape successfully. Bebop. And Bebop does get like a funny line. Um, uh, when, uh, God, I, I can't remember the setup, but they're like, he's like, who is it? And uh, he goes, it's the tooth fairy. Shredder goes, it's the tooth fairy. And uh, Bebop's like, oh, I got a bone to pick with him. I gave him a baby tusk and I didn't get squat. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. It was, it was a funny line. Um, there, I thought also, there were some really, really funny bits in this. Like, there's that. There's when the power goes out, Shredder walks around with like a full candelabra. <laughs> full candle. Like, it's it's not even like it, it's not even like a practical candelabra. No, it's like, it's a, like it's half like, a menorah. It's, it's like huge. yeah, it's like it's like an elaborate decorative <laughs> decorative <laughs> candelabra. Which why is that on the deck of the drone? Why don't they just have flashlights? Yeah, no. room. You know, like it's in Shredder's room where he keeps things like aesthetically. I mean, that candlestick is all that porcelain Japanese. Oh yeah, all that all that porcelain is in in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, along a lot next to his porcelain is his candle holder his candelabra collection collection. (laughs) there's also like so the power goes out so they put bebop and rocksteady on like bicycles attached to the generator to keep Mm. it going Uh i thought that was funny but then later they make krang do it that's that's hilarious and he but like that model is so bad they can't put his arms down so he's just like t-posing and riding the bike oh man yeah that was that was really funny and Shredder just like randomly says, like, feel the burn, baby. And then he's like, Oh, here's something. <laughs> yeah. it's like, what is like so offhand and like it's like there's there's so many like weird and funny one-liners in here that it's like, how like did you guys just go nuts yeah. on just adding all the jokes that you could? I really feel like they did like this this episode, I mean, both all three of these episodes, like I said before, they're filled with one-liners, and a lot of them actually are funny though. You know, like it, it's loaded with them, but a lot of them are, are you know, at least enough to, to get a smile out of you. Yeah. Big ripoff also has one of my favorite tropes, which is when the good guys dress up like the bad guys, like the turtles take all the robot parts and put them on themselves and try to act like the robots. <laughs> I, I love that trope. I don't know why. It is a weird trope, but I'm glad 
it was there for you. Mm, thank you. Uh, and my, I have a, one of the lines that I really loved in this is when Donatello saying that I think the techno drum is running out of power and Mikey's just like, no, duh, they're after power for the techno drum in every episode. Yeah. And then I'm like, boom. Like that was, that was a good fourth wall break. That's great. There you a go. plus you fourth wall. The rest of the season. Like you got it right there. Michelangelo yeah. summarizes it for you. <laughs> you can now watch the final three episodes. <laughs> I like how we're not going in order. It's just kind of all over the place. Because I mean, these yeah. these it's not one long episode, but it like like I said at the beginning, this really does feel like the closest to the original miniseries. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, this is way lighter in tone um, and humor than the original than the original miniseries. But it's like this this really does feel like it built off of like the. It, granted like season three is all over the place but this really does feel like it built off of like the overarching story in season three yeah, yeah I mean, like, like i said before you can pretty much watch the first few episodes probably of this season you know maybe the ones with like rat king and leatherhead and stuff so you can be introduced to those characters and and to you know the stockman as the fly but, but besides that like you can pretty much just watch those and then watch the final three episodes and you're good yeah I think this is the first time the turtles have been in the same spot as a technodrome in the big break-in since like season one. Yeah. I yeah, kind of miss it. Yeah, we don't really get to see him storming the technodrome very much. And so it was kind of yeah. fun to see him do it again. I missed that too. Um, my notes for the for the big blowouts, uh, that missile that they ride in front of Mount Rushmore gives them like a bandana look. That's exactly <laughs> the that funny. That's exactly the kind of low quality deviant art I expect from the show. <laughs> it was it was pretty it was pretty bad, but it was but it was funny. Yeah. And, and then the I, way the way that like the the theme song like stinger over it too when they made the yeah. joke. Well and you can't you can't include Mount Rushmore in a cartoon without defacing it. That's just the way it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mount Rushmore. I did I did think it was funny that all of the presidents were just off model. Yeah, like they, like that wasn't that wasn't Lincoln, Washington, and the other two. <laughs> and that, that definitely wasn't that, right? Like like Nardo's up there now, and the other Hokage as well. Yeah, exactly. Is that like a copyright issue? Is is that much I, more I don't know. I don't know if that was like a copyright issue or. Back in the 80s, it might have still been, you know, like maybe, maybe now it's in public domain. Right? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Stall for time. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I guess Is I'll say my other Mount good thing. Rushmore. Okay. It's funnier to listen to you type it actually. Copyrighted. Yeah, it is kind of funny to know that this is gonna end up in your search history. That's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> There's a way worse. Is Mount Rushmore in public domain? The work. Uh, is in the public domain of the United States because it was prepared by uh, prepared by an officer or an employee of the United States government as part of that person's official duties. So yes, it is. Uh, it is in the public domain, so they can so they can use it. Okay. I wonder then if it's an issue of like the animators are not great at drawing. Could they just not draw faces. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that might be it. Hmm. I yeah. do like uh, when the technodrome gets sent to Dimension X that it, it crashes into like another space technodrome, which is kind of cool. It's basically just the Death Star, but it's cool yeah. that they have other war machines out there. Yeah. 
The I also, I mean, this is kind of one of you guys that assumes like anchovies, but I thought it, it was just so awkward and dumb that it was kind of funny. Just like when the tech, just the way the Technodrome is animated, running over that whole on-off ramp system that's in the middle of nowhere with no buildings or city or anything populated to make you feel like you'd need something like that there. <laughs> they really even have the, the highway going... Ac- perpendicular to the other highway it was just like just, a, ro- they made, a single they road made with such a, a big deal on. they made such a big deal about the about the technodrome driving west yeah, yeah. like oh the technodrome is driving west and it's like okay <laughs> and it's just like this big empty road and it's like i'm pretty sure there's a lot of stuff west of new york <laughs> But it's just funny because they, they run over that whole like system and it like kind of crumbles underneath it. But it's just done in like the most awkward, like low budget. Like we didn't have enough, you know, budget to make this look good. <laughs> right? And it was funny. It's a bunch of gray swirls and whatnot. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> just kind of like slides over it, you know, no real motion or anything going on. Just kind of slides <laughs> yeah. over it. You just- know Actually, speaking of speaking of that, there there were a lot of weird like frozen frames, um, where like actions and sounds were happening, but there were no like there was no movement in the animation. Like they held the set like the animation cell frame like too long. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of that in these three episodes. Yeah, not bad. Just stuck out. Actually, there's also- a part of that sequence where it's driving. Where it's where it's headed west, that the like area in front of it is looks like it's already been treaded over. Yeah, like they're just like there was a lot of there was a lot across. Yeah. Um, what I I did kind of notice and like is that this these episodes were probably the first time in all of season three where like where the turtles kind of have the like official classic Ninja Turtles look. Like, cause like the, every artist, like over the, over the past, like three seasons, it's kind of drawn them like certain, certain ways or whatever. Um, but usually like when you think of like the 87 turtles, like, you know, you think classic turtles, um, which are two different things. Uh, they, they, I think this model is the one that usually they go to. Um, and the reason I say that is because uh, I was looking at, my turtles in disguise figures from NECA and those faces are these faces Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh this is where they pulled from and it's like okay that's why they look so like on model now yeah I mean that's what I mean by like these episodes are like quintessential 87 series like you know a lot of people talk about how good the first season is and like yes like it is but like these episodes themselves are like 87 series for what it like is generically all together for yeah kind of yeah what it is you know with the bunch of the one-liners a bunch of the jokes all the time you know the the turtles look very much like the turtles they are just very very the 87 series no you're right like it this these these three episodes are like very much like that is the turtles like that is 87 turtles sorry turtles forever apologists or you know haters you know it's this is what it is yeah opinionators like i'm sorry sorry, i'm sorry you guys only remember the first season (laughs) yeah so now that we're at the end of season three do you all have a favorite episode of season three 
you know, hmm. It sounds like we can at least say. I gotta look at the list here. Yeah. yeah it sounds like we so, can at least say the, the least favorite episode was Mr. Og Goes to Town. Can we all agree uh, on that? Mr. Og, it's tied up. It's tied with Mr. Og and the Gribbix. Oh, the Gribbix was bad too. I, I, um, I prefer the Gribbix though over Mr. Og. Like Mr. Og was nearly intolerable, you know? <laughs> that, that was a man, that was a bad week. Yeah. The Gang's All Here was the other one on that. That was a bad one. Uh, yeah, the missing map was bad. Case of the hot kimono was pretty bad, but yeah, I, for me, Mr. Og definitely takes the, the cake there. For me, I'm either gonna go with Casey Jones Outlaw Hero because that one is really funny, or I also may go with uh, Leatherhead Meets the Rat King. Either of those two, uh, you know, Casey Jones is just you know, pretty funny in those episodes because he's absolutely unhinged and crazy. And Leatherhead and Meets the Rat King also kind of just goes into that that out there area. You know, you, you get to see Leatherhead with a bazooka that he just like built. That, that is great. Nothing. Like, what more can you ask for out of something as crazy as this series is? Yeah. Leatherhead Meets the Rat King is definitely up there for me. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I said it before and I will say it again. Uh, I hung up for Cowabunga. Cowabunga Shredhead is still the best episode. That's the one where he thinks he's Michelangelo, yes. That's the one where he thinks yeah, he's Michelangelo. That was a good one. Uh, Cowabunga Shredhead, the great Boldini. Um, you know, I went into the season knowing that those two were my were my favorites from when I was a kid. Still hold up. Um, I actually liked... Uh, um, God, I'm going to go back and listen to the episode and uh, find out that I hated it actually. But uh, the fifth turtle when, when Zach first comes in. Okay. Uh, thinking about that, I did like that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, Leatherhead, Terror of the Swamp was great. Leatherhead meets Rat King, even better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like the Usagi episode. Um, Yusagi Jimbo and Yusagi Come Home, like that duology is pretty good. Um, issues issues with it aside that I had back then, I think it, I think they are pretty good. All good episodes. I I agree. I, I would add Attack of the Fifty Foot Irma on there. I thought uh, that was that was also that was on there too. I, Maltese <laughs> Hamster was pretty good. I love the commitment to the bit, but for me, oh no, I I remember hating. That. I remember you hating that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I remember I zoned commitment. out. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked Corporators from Dimension X. Corporators from Dimension X was really good. I thought because it was just Casey Jones is in it and he like dresses up to get a job. I like and Corporators it just, from Dimension so, X better than Casey Jones Outlaw Hero. It's so ridiculous. They like find this machine and it was like, in the it was ground so funny. that sprays water. Oh, it's crazy. It was it's so bonkers. funny because like it. right after right after we recorded that episode, um, that meme <laughs> went around of like you know Casey, you know. Doing that interview, like yeah. yeah, like interviewing, and it's like there was it was like that huge meme on Twitter, and like uh, every turtle group was posting it, and I was like, we just talked about that. <laughs> Fun stuff. All right, should we get into news? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. This is April O'Neil of Channel Six. <laughs> Burr, 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 burr. 
Let Spencer <laughs> singing along now. What is going on? Gotta get a gift. 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 It came up for me. I sang so well, the computer thought I was playing music. No, I didn't get that. Take that, <laughs> algorithms. Nice. I didn't get it either, man. <clears throat> All right. Uh, in uh, starting off with toy news just yesterday for Turtle Tuesday, uh, NECA did the full official reveal of Leo as the Hunchback as part of their Universal Monsters X Turtles uh, line. That's coming out. Uh, so so far, they've officially confirmed Raph as Frankenstein, Leo as the Hunchback, uh, and they have teased. They have not fully shown, uh, but we we know Michelangelo is the Mummy and April as the Bride of Frankenstein. But what was really super interesting was on the Leonardo box, they added two more silhouettes down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And so the big question on everybody's minds yesterday was, who are these two other silhouettes? And so we did ask everybody around. Uh, before I read off some of the suggestions, uh, what do you guys think? So I was looking at Donatello, and it looks like he might, or you know, the one that we're assuming is Donatello because it looks like a turtle. It looks like he might have ears on his head, so he might be a wolf man. Like he might have one of his ears hanging down, but I don't feel like they'd go for like a cute look, so I don't think they're ears. I'm going to still go with like Dr. Frankenstein. Like maybe it's crazy hair on top of his head. You know, we've got, we've got a hunchback like Igor, Leo. We have Frankenstein, Raphael. I just feel like it'd be weird. And we also have the Bride of Frankenstein in April. So I feel like it would be weird if we didn't do Dr. Frankenstein in there. I was kind of thinking the same. I was thinking, because they do look like ears coming off the head or something. I was thinking maybe it's Bebop and mm-hmm. those are like pig ears, but... I, it seems weird that they wouldn't do Donatello, and it seems if if it is Doctor Frankenstein, it seems weird that Michelangelo is the mummy. Then, but because like the, the theme Doctor, is so strong with the other three that I think Doctor Frankenstein would make sense for Donatello, right? I think I think the issue with Doctor Frankenstein is that Doctor Frankenstein's not a universal monster; he's a character. I know that that all depends on your point of view. I mean, I'm going. I'm monster? going with the like the branding. Is the real monster? Is that I'm what going, you said? I'm going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In that sense, sure. Um, but like, you, looking at like the official list of like Universal monsters that are like the canon Universal monsters. Like, there's it's a very select group. It's Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, the monster from the Black Lagoon, uh, the Invisible Man. Um, the the wolf man and that's kind of it like and then you have like a tertiary characters like the bride of frankenstein mm-hmm. but and dr frankenstein dr frankenstein's not really one of them i well, mean that scientist and what you listed listed off the hunchback isn't one either is he yeah uh it, you're you're right like the hunchback's not so um like looking at the list of the original like monster movies that are considered in that um, Phantom is, but like specifically like I guess that version of the of the Phantom um, is considered. Phantom of the Opera. Phantom? Yeah. Oh really? Huh. 
Yeah. If you go on Peacock, they have all those universal monsters. Well, they're not all of them anymore. They kind of rotate, but there's a bunch of those universal monster movies up there. But you're right. The Hunchback is not, you know, isn't listed on here. So like, is the Hunchback, but I, I guess they kind of tied it. Cause he's, cause he's specifically, I guess he's Igor, but like, he's not called Igor now. Right. Like on, on the actual figure, he's not. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's also possible those are like antennas or something, some sort of alien or mutant of some sort. I don't know. Like I'm looking at them, and like to me, it would be weird since they kind of have gone for more of like the scary, creepy monster look. Because like one of those ears would have to be kind of like folded down, like a cute little doggy ear, if it, if their ears on top of Don Donatello's heads. And like I just don't see them going that route. With so a- I so I was going that route. Um, in my speculation yesterday. So my speculation is that the uh, a lot of people think think it's Shredder. I'm saying it's Casey Jones, who's as Van Helsing, mm-hmm. um, who is the vampire hunter in Dracula. Um, and You're talking the, about the, sorry, I'm looking at the picture. You're talking about the one on the right? The one on the right. I yeah. think that's Van Helsing. It's very, that's Van Helsing's hat. Mm-hmm. And so people but, think it's, people think it's Shredder um because of the shape and i'm like no that's a hat and i i can you know i can see casey's mask in it um somebody also brightened up the photo and so like to me it looks like it could be casey's mask um plus there was that monster hunter casey in mutant madness a couple weeks ago that's what i was gonna say yeah yeah so like i've already got that in my head um i'm saying shredder for dracula um which isn't announced that that's a future series. We know there's at least eight figures in this line planned. Do we? And so, uh, yeah, I think Randy, Randy had said that on, um, uh, on Twitter or in an interview or something. Oh, okay. So we know there's eight figures. So we got two more. Uh, yeah. So we've got two more to, to, to reveal. Uh, so originally I was thinking Donatello as like the wolf turtle, mm-hmm. but uh michael roberts wrote on our facebook page when we asked yesterday splinter as the werewolf Hmm. and that would explain the ears that we think we're seeing Uh uh-huh and i'm like okay i that's a i like that a lot so i'm changing i'm officially changing from from wolf turtle to wolf rat yeah so that's the thing is i'm wondering like how like how they do like the invisible man for example because like the invisible i mean traditionally in action figures you would just make it out of you know translucent plastic yeah i mean they probably have the wrappings around them though you know like they would probably do that yeah my big thing is like just trying to decide how they'd make it visually interesting uh have you seen the the michelangelo's the invisible man toy from playmates years ago it's a very famous action figure but yeah it that one, like, it has the wraps, but it's it. also translucent. Mm. Let me drop it in our chat for you. I can find it. Yeah, no, I have seen, I have seen the Michelangelo toy. Okay. Yeah. My favorite Universal monster is the Invisible Man. So, like, like that's my favorite of those old movies that I've watched. Is the Invisible Man one? It's it's funny. But I want Bebop and Rocksteady to get in this line as Abbott and Costello. 
Because technically, <laughs> they they are in the Universal Monsters. They are in the Universal Monsters canon. So I don't watch that movie. I'm Michelangelo just, scare, scaring him as the mummy. Like, I, yeah. Michelangelo. Yeah, that would be. Oh, I'm gonna tweet that to them and I'm like, guys, you're missing an opportunity if this is right. a thing. But yeah, uh, that was that was probably my favorite suggestion. Um, as Splinter as the werewolf, a lot of people think Shredder. Um, like I said, as Van Helsing, uh, a couple of people think that it could be Bebop on the lower left-hand side, but again, I am saving that for Abbott and Costello. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to have two more, then it's probably going to be, I mean, it'd be Donatello and someone else. I mean, yeah, it's got to be Donatello and Shredder or Donatello and Casey or, you know, Splinter. Those are the four we have left. Here. Yeah, because I because I think yeah. these are technically part of the movie. Um oh of the movie like toy line for NECA, even though these like, these are available everywhere. Yeah. Um, they, they put them, I believe they put them on the movie checklist page. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are definitely very live action looking. And so it makes sense for them to continue in, in that live action. Yeah. Area. So, I don't know. I'm excited. I went out and actually pre-ordered them because uh, I actually hadn't pre-ordered Raph yet. Um, so I went ahead and pre-ordered both of them uh, that day. So exactly. pre-orders are live right now. Um, about 35 bucks each, uh, for each turtle. Raph is supposed to release this month, uh, which as of today, um, Toy Shiz over on YouTube uh, found uh, the Raph is uh, the monster Frankenstein at Target. Yeah, I've so, seen that. The people are already finding it. Someone already put up a picture of one on Reddit, and it looks really good. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Toy Shiz over on YouTube actually got the, got his review out just as we started recording tonight. So not chilling for Toy Shiz, but he's the first one. So <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because because uh, Randy over on NECA NECA's Twitter actually confirmed that Toy Shiz was one of the first people to find it. So. Hmm at least one of the first people to find it and let everybody know that they found it. <laughs> what are the toy news do we have? Uh, in other toy news, um, there's that last Ronin statue from yeah. Select. So ID, uh, IGN, <laughs> not IDW, uh, IGN yesterday uh, had an exclusive reveal of a uh, last Ronin statue uh, coming from Diamond Select, who... Diamond Select is really cool um, statues and figures, um, and they're all usually like digitally sculpted through a company called Gentle Giant. Um, so it's 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 really good looking stuff. Uh, the statue I think was only fifty bucks too. Yeah, it's fifty bucks, and it has like cool like little details around the base of it. Like there's Casey Jones's mask uh and i think there might have been some other stuff i didn't really see but they're kind of down at his feet it's a really good looking statue and you know i might have to buy it and find space <laughs> i'm going yeah. to. uh do we know how big it is i think you said it was like 11 inches it's pretty it's pretty substantial yeah yeah oh I'll, I'll probably probably be getting that i know my wife has forbade me from getting statues but this may need to be an mine exception. would prefer i get statues instead of action figures so. <laughs> there you go <laughs> i mean yeah it, it looks sick it, it looks, looks it looks so really cool. cool 
it, yeah. it does it looks really cool uh so we posted that on our facebook and twitter and everything so you can go check it out there if you haven't already seen it uh ign i think we linked to the article as well so you can go check that out mm-hmm. um other than that i think that's all we really have for news no in news in in comic news today as they're today the punk rock frogs have invaded the idw universe oh, yeah. we, we announced that last week but i know i just i, I just it just stuck my mind today because I was like, crap, I didn't go to the comic book store to go get the issue. Yeah, same. It was like uh, four degrees here. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but So I definitely have to go out to my comic book store. Probably going to do that this weekend to go pick up the issue. Yeah. So uh, I got one more piece of news in video games. Uh, there was an announcement this week. If you guys have been playing Mutant Madness, the, the cell phone. Which some uh, people have joined our uh uh, little clan so thank you for being a part of that by the yes way. thank you so we've been playing that uh, there was an announcement that they are winding down development on that game so the game is still going on uh, events are still happening as usual but there won't be any new features or characters uh, mutant mutagen man and alpha one are going to be the last two characters they add to that game man alpha one what a i don't know <laughs> what a i guess i guess it's such a like, such a bummer you know because like one i just got back in the game like a couple months ago <laughs> so yeah. kind of annoying that they're ending development now granted it is a two-year-old mobile game um i guess what's kind of annoying about it is that like they never just they never really did anything with it mm-hmm. like beyond beyond having like you know a cool a couple cool characters like the storyline in the game is you know it's it's a multiverse you know kind of thing and it's like you they never really got into it. Like this could have been a game that like you could have had, you know, 2003, you know, 2012 rise turtles showing up and doing their own thing in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There was so, a different super shredder, which is kind of cool. It was like arms all messed up. Yeah. Like, like it, it's kind of, a, it, it, it's kind of like the super shredder from like uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I don't know. It, it just seems like a lot of wasted potential, which, which really feels bad because like there is a lot of that in the games that come from Nick. Um, like it's just a lot of wasted potential, which yeah. and granted this was always, you know, an AFK RPG kind of game. Like it's, it's, it wasn't the next big turtles game, but it's like, it just, it just kind of sucked that like, I, cause I, I did enjoy what I, what I played of it. It was, it is kind of boring and repetitive, mm-hmm. but it just sucks that they didn't never got to go as far as they could with it. Yeah. I almost feel like that game was like them trying to like test the water. Like how, how deep does the 87 well go? Cause like an alpha one's a deep cut. Frosty is in it. I don't even know like what yeah. that character is. And they put Savanti and Renette in there. I, yeah, I think someone's was... trying to find out like how deep is the nostalgia for this? Cause really Nick hasn't done a whole lot with 87 other than like re releasing merchandise kind of that looks the same right yeah, yeah like nick nick hasn't done much with 87 like granted they can't do anything with the cartoon lionsgate's got that um and those rights aren't for sale so like shredder's revenge the other you know the the big beat-em-up game that we're waiting for this year like that's the next big 87 themed thing mm-hmm. um so you i mean you're right like they haven't really done much with 87 other than like licensing the likenesses and kind of using it to promote things 
and then like everything else is like you know NECA NECA doing the tune line and Super Seven doing the classic uh, ultimates, classics yeah. inspired ultimates. Mm-hmm. And my my big thing, like once again though, with all these games, it's like go ahead and use the way the original cartoon looks. At this point, I just don't really care. I want turtles, but like include other pieces and granted like mutant madness did a little bit of that you know i had karai and i had the fugitoid and it had a uh, renette and savanti romero and those aren't in that 87 series i think that's that's what's so that's what feels so weird about um about that is mm-hmm. that you have characters that weren't in 87 like for such a game for a game that's so heavily inspired by 87 uh-huh. that it included like it, it, that the fact that it includes characters like Karai, like the Fugitoid, like mm-hmm. Savanti and Renette, that weren't in 87. They didn't even have like counterparts. Like maybe Lotus was a counterpart for Karai, but Lotus is in Mutant Madness. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's almost like kind a of what test I on like earlier. how much that gels together or something. Like it I this is kind know. of what I'm what I mentioned earlier, how there's uh 87 turtles and then there's classic turtles. Mm-hmm. And so classic turtles is what I is 87 is 87 classic turtles is what I talk about or is what I mean when I talk about everything that Nick does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so like every, everything that they make, everything that they make that isn't specifically related to the 87 cartoon, like the NECA figures is classic turtles. So 80, so shredders revenge isn't inspired by 87 so much as it is inspired by classic turtles i don't know though because you've got like vernon straight up appearing in there though and like right you right you do but it's like it it recontextualizes a lot of stuff in that it's like it's classic turtles in 87 run parallel Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of crossover but there's things that classic turtles does that 87 never really did uh, it's it's very hard to explain it's very like and i it's, it's a theory that i have that i i want to get out there more that there's classic turtles and 87 turtles hmm. yeah i mean that's the thing is like they have used characters that have appeared in pretty much every version besides the 87 turtles like fugitoid renette savanti uh karai um but I would really like to see them kind of, you know, dig out more of that. You don't even have to go like super niche, like just kind of go with characters that have appeared three times, you know, or two times in multiple things. There's even just characters that are fan favorites in different series. Like I myself, I'm not a big Tiger Claw fan of the 2012 series, but there's a lot of people that really like Tiger Claw. And he's a character. I do, I do like Tiger Claw. Yeah. Like, like you can easily bring him into a lot of different things. Yeah um you know there's i mean the 2003 series the only thing i can think of is bishop but he's appeared in multiple you always think of bishop i always think of bishop he's a cool good villain and one of the best additions to come in from the 2003 series uh in my opinion i guess there's also hun uh you can kind of bring in from there as well that showed up yeah hun's an idw yeah he's a mirage too oh yeah he does show up in tales later So that's the thing is like there are some more of these characters that you can include and use that are there that are prominent and people know about them that are are worth using. But 
Yeah, and that's why that's what's it's just a bummer that they never got around to including other characters in the game. Yeah. Also, join our clan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played in two weeks, but <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but when I do, I make sure that we're completing all of our quests and, and all that stuff. So uh, but 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 the game um, isn't shutting down. It's just they're not doing anything new for it. Right. They're kind of skeleton crewing it. It sounds like just kind of yeah. So just going, events just on an auto, auto loop or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just going on autopilot. Um, so there's not going to be any new story. It's going to be just an endless grind to get stronger. Um, it does make me wonder if they're going to like they're not adding any new characters. Um, so I guess that means like variations of characters are going to be done too. Cause we have like, like I mentioned monster, monster hunter Casey. And then you have like tech Donnie and like snowboarder Mike. Um, yeah, I'm guessing those are done too. I'm guessing those are done probably too. So probably no more holiday events either, which is a bummer. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I myself might be shutting my down. I know we just invited people to join our clan, but <laughs> how much longer I'll faithfully get on every day. <laughs> Yeah, we'll 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 probably I'll probably give it a go for a while longer until like they officially like are like yeah we're not gonna update this anymore. I kind of want just one more five star hero, you know. I I want I don't have any five stars yet. Oh, I got it from that winter event, like the Christmas time stuff. I didn't finish it. I I uh, took I started my break playing it like right then because uh, I was doing that every day. Yeah, so, so I, I'm, I managed- gonna log, I'm gonna log in right now. I managed to see get, if I got anything. Yeah, I managed to get five star bits from that, but uh, enough to get myself one. And I'm at eight hundred and like thirty five right now. But like I said, they're so stingy with those hero bits, and it's. I mean, I was, it's, so you have to. I was getting up. annoyed because like every time I go to like watch the ads to like get the boost and stuff, like I kept getting the like, oh, there's no ads available, like message, and I, I just, I got so annoyed. Yeah. yeah, if you just keep clicking it, it will eventually show you an ad, but. You shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know? like that's, like... that's just that's just bad. Yeah. That's just bad. Yeah. All right. Let's check this mail. Reclaim the bindex. But anyway. My yeah, so that, that's kind of my I guess my biggest complaint is it's definitely like pay to win, you know. Like that's the only way to win. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And like and we knew this but was also kinda... there's like no win. Yeah, right? there's no like, win either. Yeah. But like it, it is really like such a grind just to even get that. Ah, uh, I have nine hundred. I have nine hundred and sixty five star bits. Oh man, I don't even have an. I don't even have enough for a five star hero. You're gonna have to get enough four star heroes so that you can then get duplicate four star heroes, which will give you twenty five five star bits, and slowly make your way up. To get your well, the good news is, is I have uh 2,909 four star bits as of right now. Oh, wow! Okay, no, three star 2,934. Uh, so we could potentially do this right now. Let's do it. Let's hear it right. All right, here. so we're gonna do it. So we'll turn the sound on. Oh, we got four-star Casey Jones. Nice. Which just gave me 25 more four-star bits. So we're not gonna we're not gonna get five stars tonight. 
Uh, all right, here we go. Last one. Who are we going to get? Who are we going to get? Four-star Leonardo. Not bad. Uh, that was a bit anticlimactic, but... Yeah. See, that, that <laughs> that's my thing is, like, it's it's such a grind. and they, It, like, literally would probably take an eternity to... So I have, as of right now, I have uh, four-star Leo, four-star Casey, who's actually only level four because I haven't... I don't use Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, level uh, four-star Chrome Dome and four-star Skarg who I don't remember Skarg at all. Skarg. Is he that like the, the Portlier alien? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's got to be from those final two seasons with like the, what, what do people call it? The Red Sky season? Yeah. Yeah, like he's got to be in like the drag seasons. Yeah, yeah look at mine. I got four-star Dementor. And I've never seen that guy before, so I assume he's from that same time. I also have frosty uh, giant ice creature i don't know what what that's from but i'm sure we'll get there one day sure we'll get there speaking of getting there uh spencer what are we doing next week next week we're gonna cover the second savage dragon crossover so that is teenage mutant Ninja turtles savage dragon number one or it's the other way around savage dragon teenage mutant Ninja turtles number one <laughs> one of those yeah down that's because they couldn't make that even more confusing one of the crossovers tmnt savage dragon the other one is savage dragon tmnt yeah they, they they like to make it nice and complicated and then the other issue that you're supposed to read for this is savage dragon number 22 okay yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll figure out which one of those is supposed to come first. I, I think that this time it's the Ninja Turtle crossover that comes first, the one printed by Mirage, and then we read the Savage Dragon story. Right. I think it's flip-flopped the, from way, how it was last time. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Now they, they like making it nice and complicated. All right, guys. So- Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. If you really liked the episode, let us know somewhere on the internet uh, at Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the episode, to leave a review and a rating on whatever podcasting uh, app you are listening to this on, uh, we would really appreciate that. Tell a friend about the show. You know, if you got a you, you got a friend that probably likes Ninja Turtles out there, uh, let them know about the show. Um, we've got actually almost 2000 fans on Facebook. Um, so thank you to everybody, uh, who, uh, is most likely not listening to the show. Cause I'd really love, we'd really love to turn that, <laughs> turn that into listeners. Uh, but everybody that follows the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram, um, yeah, we really appreciate everybody that interacts with us. And, um, the, the engagement has been a lot of fun. Like we talked about last week, how people were thanking us and, um, really excited that the show had come back. Um, uh, Obi De Beard's, you know, message about you know him and his kid, like that, that still got me. Like, yeah, that's great. Uh, I went back. Uh, Tara Clarkson did say something good about us, and okay, was, so uh, we're I like Tara did. Yeah, we're like uh, one of our top ten podcasts for the year. I think so, we're like number three or something. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, so, year in review. Yeah, I yeah. think that was during during our break, and so I think that's why we accidentally missed that. Yeah, one. yeah. Sorry, Tara. So yeah, so guys, like you know we we really appreciate all the kind messages and it really makes us like want to keep doing this and and 
having fun with it. And we do have some really cool plans for 2022, some more ways, like maybe we'll get a discord server up and running. Um, tw- Twitch, maybe TikTok. What's that? I don't know. Stay tuned. So I do not know what TikTok is. So. <laughs> How am I, I the oldest one on here? And I know what TikTok is, man. I, I'm just, I'm cause I'm the oldest one mentally, like, or by disposition or something. <laughs> like I just, I'm like, I was born crotchety every year. I get a little closer to acting my age, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, logistically, you know, I'm just trying to figure out the TikTok thing, figure out how it works. Cause I guess I'm kind of like an old man as well. Suddenly out of nowhere. You know, I guess new social media platforms suddenly don't appeal to me, but we're, we're trying to figure it out. Maybe we'll have a little bit of fun with it. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, we, we've got stuff coming. We've got stuff in the pipeline that we're kind of feeling our way out. And maybe maybe we'll have a little bit more content besides just the podcast and in the posts we make on our social media. So plenty coming. Thank you guys again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. I think I'll have my reward smothered with pepperoni and hot fudge. Recording is already in progress. Jeez, Lord. yeah, I kicked it off right away. Damn. Yeah, you know, I just figured that you know, since we you know use this stuff as bonus content, that we'd that we no, just... the stuff before is not bonus content. The stuff after is bonus content. Could, we could do both though, right? Well, I no, because no, this is this is this is where I'm more loose and upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, of <clears throat> self discovery for me this weekend. Well, this this week I've discovered the band necrogoblicon uh, yes and like i heard their song this is it that just came out and i actually like really like it i'm not usually into metal but this song is just a jam and i, I can't stop listening to it it's, it's awesome. a jam not a bop yeah i i yeah, I, yeah. metal is a jam everything else is a bop <laughs> we had a chance <laughs> metal, is, metal is not a bop I, I think i was working that night or something but they came here to lincoln and we had a chance to open for them but they were like it was like a competition to open for them like you had to send a demo tape and all this other crap mm. and and i think i was working like right up until this show started so i was like i don't want to run in last second you know so uh-huh. yeah they're a cool band yeah no, I mean, Goblin Metal, you know, I mean, I was instantly, <laughs> once I learned that, like, the lead screamer, I don't think he actually sings, does he? Probably oh, not, no. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. a goblin. Vocalist. And, yeah, the vocalist, yes. <laughs> but the screaming vocals guy is straight up, just dresses up like a goblin. He is a goblin on stage, and it's it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing that drew me in. All right. Well, uh, this week with the bonus. Oh, yeah. I I forgot. I forgot to mention that I was going to be on Turtle Recall next week with Jason and Anna. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the bonus content's a good spot to do that. Do people listen to the bonus content? How many people actually stayed? I don't know. 
Um, but well, it's, it's still not coming out till next week, right? Uh, well, we're, we're recording next week. Okay. So, so we still got time. This, so, yeah. So we, well, uh, I don't know when they record and when they drop. Either way, we got time. Because you haven't even recorded it yet. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm right, pretty sure we can announce it probably next week when we record and our episode will come out either just after. Yeah, you know what? Next week's a better, better time to... I mean, this will be the bonus content where people can at least get some pre-hype for it. And then, <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to be on the show with Jason and Anna on Turtle Recall, so definitely go check out Turtle Recall. They are fantastic. Love those guys. Yeah. No, that sounds actually like a lot of fun. I wish people yeah. would invite me on their podcast. Well, you got to be the internet's resident turtle uh, Hokum Hare fan. <laughs> yeah, I got an invite to be on uh, Rob Luther's podcast, but I couldn't tell if the invite was just me or all three of us. So I might be on there without you guys or not. This was a couple months ago. I didn't really follow up with them. So, oh, Rob, if you're listening, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> you just ghosted Rob for. Months. I didn't ghost him. I didn't ghost. Him. He was just like at some point I like to have you gone, <laughs> and the you was not specified singular or plural so i was like yeah just right. let us know when and how many of us you want to come on there you oh go. cool all right i gotta go make dinner actually so because it's yeah. almost nine o'clock here who yeah. uh who wants what for next week we got two issues uh i gotta make sure what are these issues again uh savage dragon 22 and then Mm, it's either Savage Dragon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Savage Dragon. Let me go grab my book. All right. Uh, I got to go make dinner. Um, we'll we'll take care of it. Yeah, let's decide in the group chat. Okay. All right. Bye. Take care. Take care, guys.